Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Never stop here. You're listening to Green and Growing, hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Nathan Marzion. Hey, it's the Sparky Pfeiffer, 1250 AM, The Fan, along with Bucks Superfan, Nathan Marzion. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzion. I always wanted to do that, like, voiceover movie guy thing, you know, with the trailers coming in and out. I thought it'd be fun, but never had the voice to be able to pull it off. Uh, okay, Nathan Marzion. Uh, so it's Tuesday. As we record this, prior to uh, the Bucks and the nameless Celtics, as everybody is sitting for Boston, it appears. It's funny, behind the curtain, Nathan and I were talking about doing a post-podcast today after Bucks celtics and then word comes that nobody's playing for Boston, so we're like, to hell with it. It doesn't matter. Nobody's probably going to be watching the game anyhow. So I, I want to know from you, when we left on Thursday, we talked about this Bucks win streak. We come back. Here we sit, still going. Uh, they should beat Boston with nobody playing. I mean... They got themselves a little bit of a run here. I, I don't know if they'll catch Boston necessarily for that one seed and hold it the rest of the year, but they've got every opportunity maybe to be the one seed coming out of the East right now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a heck of a run and just something that, you know, Chris comes back, Giannis comes back, and they rattle off 10 straight, hopefully 11 tonight. And Celtics have looked mortal. They've looked, you know, a little bit come, come back to earth a little bit. And, yeah, we, I mean, we've been able to make up like five games and – um only you know a few weeks so they're right back in it and tonight is one that I mean yes you want Tatum Brown etc playing for the entertainment standpoint of it but and I'm like the people that paid an exorbitant amount of money for tickets yeah but I'm like hey it's February and we're gonna get plenty of entertaining games from these teams later on yep I will gladly take assuming they win and maybe they don't maybe they look like trash and lose but I'm just saying assuming they win I would gladly take the easier, you know, 
one game advantage and getting close to that one seed and just taking the easy game rather than, you know, being them at full strength or playing them at full strength. Like I'll take just getting closer. Like this is just a big win for um, if they can get it, it's a big win for, you know, moving close to that one and really putting the pressure on and like being right there in contention. Cause we've gotten to, I think one is, you know, the closest we've been, maybe it was one and a half, but um, it's like, they just haven't been able to get right back to, you know, really into the thick of things. And now they kind of are again, and just put some pressure on, make Boston win some games. And yeah, it just, it you don't get a golden opportunity like this too often to pick up a game on the Celtics because, you know, normally they're playing at full strength and you're going to need to either beat them at full strength or win your game and have them lose a game. But this is kind of a, a perfect opportunity to gain a, a game on a team that just is missing all their guys. Uh, some news concerning green and growing podcasts will be bonus podcasts uh, once a week now. Uh, for green and growing, I did it uh, through uh, the football season, Kurt, and along with Ken Barkley of You Better, You Bet, uh, talking about the gambling aspect of the NBA games going on and so forth. We'll record those on Wednesday mornings, and then they'll be posted around, I don't know, noon, 1 o'clock every Wednesday. Uh, so you'll be able to download those wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Uh, as well, if you like the gambling aspect of the NBA, Ken Barkley is your guy. So look for that every Wednesday between now uh, well, I guess it would be Wednesday when you listen to this, probably, uh, and then the rest of the season. Okay. So this is going to be kind of a, a review of the first half, kind of look ahead to the second half, and then Thursday, maybe we can focus a little bit more on the all-star festivities coming up this weekend and all that fun stuff. Uh, the question is this, what's been the good and the bad of the first half of the Bucks season? Uh, let's first start uh, with the good. Well, what have you been happy with what you've seen so far in the first half of the season? Nathan Marzian. I mean, the good is just look at the record, look at their standings and you can, you know, analyze. And for a while people were, you know, looking at, okay, well, yeah, they're, they're winning games, but they're this, you know, they're, they're not playing that well and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, obviously they're missing, you know, plenty of guys. Um, they've never been, they still have never been fully healthy. Cause as soon as Chris came back, Bobby came out, but it's like just being in this position, you know, again, if, if we, if you had told any Bucks fan at the start of the year, Chris Middleton's going to be out until essentially out. I mean, he came back, but did not look like himself, but he'll be essentially out until almost February. And on Valentine's day, you're going to still be in assuming they win a half game out of the best record in the league. Like that's incredible. That's just something that every single bucks fan would take 100%. And, you know, again, it's like, uh, I, th I think it was, I don't know if it was Marcus Johnson or Eric name who, who we had on that talked about this, where, it's, I think it was Marcus Johnson. He said it's kind of a win-win where you not only get to ease those guys back and not, you know, they, they didn't have to bring Chris back super early or like you, you kind of let him get as much rest as he possibly needed. And you still are in this position. Like you didn't really cost yourself anything because they're still right there among the league leaders in, in you know, in the standings. And it's like, so he kind of got the best of both worlds. It kind of worked out perfectly that you, you got to wait it without, wait it out with Chris and, you know, slowly bring him back. And even now he still hasn't been playing his usual minutes and like, you're still winning games. This isn't like, you know, we, we easily could have been in a position where Chris was out and we're like legitimately struggling and we're like a six seed and we're sitting there going, we got to get going. We got to get going. And it's like, they're not in that position at all. They are, they have the luxury of, you know, they haven't even been healthy once this season basically. And they're sitting right there among the top of the standing. So just on the service level, that's really, really good. Um, and ever since those guys have come back, I mean, Giannis has been incredible since Chris came back. And 
Drew's been so good all year. I think he's been a huge bright spot that um, we know how good he is, but just his offensive game has been really good. It's been so consistent lately. I feel like every game he's putting up like 20 and six and just not having those awful, awful games quite as much. Even with Chris out, you kind of expected maybe more of those would come and they haven't really. And then, of course, I mean, I'd argue the biggest individual bright spot, Brooke Lopez, who we did not at all see being this good on both ends of the court. And he's still going to have his moments where he's, you know, has some bad matchups. You're going to have to take him out, put Giannis at the five, whatever. But again, at the beginning of the season, nobody expected this. Nobody expected him to be the leading defensive player of the year candidate and also shooting, you know, whatever he's shooting from three, like 39% or whatever it is. And he's just, he's been awesome on both ends. Something that, again, just not many people expected coming off of back surgery where he didn't play much and he's getting pretty old. He's 34, whatever, however old he is. Just a huge bright spot and something that takes them from like, okay, we're contenders to we might be the top contender. You know, for me, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I would just add on a little bit of that for my good, and that is the health of Brooke Lopez. And so often in life, not just in sports, but just in life, once you have back issues, normally that becomes a rest of your life thing, right? So you have a back issue, you have surgery, and yeah, it fixes it for a little while. And then eventually you end up with a bad back again. And it always just becomes a thing that hinders you. In basketball, it really becomes a thing that kind of sticks with guys for the remainder of their career, or whatever, once they have a back issue. So for me coming into this season, part of what I was thinking was, okay, how will Brook Lopez's back be? Will he be able to give you full run game in and game out? Will he need off game twos? Of back-to-backs, how is that going to look by the time the end of the season comes and the and the postseason? I was concerned about his health and how his back was going to be. By all indications of what we've seen to this point, his back is doing okay. I haven't seen anything where it said his back is acting up. He needs a night off. Like we haven't seen any of that. He's playing full full load of minutes uh, whenever asked. No no question about that. Like you said, the play on the court is really really good as far as defensively and being able to shoot that three from time to time. So for me, it's Brooks' health. That is really good. And then the Drew Holiday thing, while you've had Giannis out for several games in a row and then Middleton, obviously, Holiday has shown you that he's able to step up offensively and carry some of that load when one of these two guys are out and give you an opportunity to win basketball games. And then going back to what you said to begin, which is you're sitting here with a chance to be the one seed in the East after everything health-wise has went wrong for you the entire first half. It's because certain guys have stepped up in different instances and played really well. And we'll get to the the bad part uh, here momentarily. But if you look at the bench, I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, you can talk about Bobby Porter's a little bit, but even Nathan Marzion earlier was getting a little frustrated with Bobby and in, in kind of where he was at compared to what he'd been at. So, I mean, there's, for me, if we go, go to the bad now, it, it's the bench. Like, they need more than what they're getting from the bench. And Part of that is getting Jay Crowder. Okay, fine. And there's a buyout market still to come. Maybe you had there. But I, I I personally not been impressed by the bench this year at all. I haven't been as down on it as you. I mean, I don't know. I guess I know a lot of this is due to um, mainly Drew and Brooke because Giannis has been better than, you know, he's been amazing lately. But I think up until he came back late January, he was kind of like, it was a slightly, you know, for his standards, it was a slightly down year. For sure. But and, but then you're sitting there going, okay, like, I don't understand the the bench, like the, the lack of depth arguments and stuff like that. When I'm like, how are we then, 
without Chris Middleton for most of the year and with Giannis not playing his absolute best for a majority of the year of the year, how are we still in this position? It's because our depth has been, I think, pretty good. I think, you know, again, obviously Drew and Brooke have been better than expected. That's helped. But I think, I mean. Who's played well know. on the bench? You can't say George Hill. Obviously, he's gone. Uh, Wara, you really couldn't say Jordan Wara for most of the time, no, right? Jordan Wara sucks. Jordan I, I understand. Is, yeah. understand. But I'm just saying, if we're going by depth and going looking down the bench as far as those guys that have played really well, Hortis, you've had your issues with from time to time in the first half of the season. Defensively, so he, yeah. yeah right. Defensively. So he hasn't been the most consistent player in the whole wide world either. Offensively, I think he's, you know, he gets you points, he gets you some rebounds. Um, so he's the, the least defender for me of all of them. Connaughton's never really been consistent in my mind. Connaughton's um, been consistent most of the year, though. Consistent he was bad at what? Shooting. And his defense has been fine. I like Pat's been really good. Javon, I think, has been good. He had his like bad stretch for a little bit, but he's been a lot better lately. Um, and then obviously you said Bobby, like, like Bobby defensively is a problem. But I mean, again, he's still giving you like offensively, still giving you the rebounds and all that stuff. He gives you what you're kind of expecting from him. It's just that the the defense is not getting any better. And it's just that's something that 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 hurts. But his shot has come around. Ingles has been much better than, you know, he started slow, but he has been really good. But again, good he didn't play the whole first half damn near. By the time he got on the floor, it was January. By that point, he'd missed the first, what, two, two and a half months of the season? Something like that? Yeah, I mean, I just, I think overall, and they got hot from sh- from three in the games where, like, Giannis didn't play. Guys just made shots. Like, Grayson in those instances would make more shots than than usual, and they just were able to kind of find ways to win games when, like, Giannis was sitting out or, even if Giannis and, you know, Giannis and Chris, obviously, for plenty of those games. But, um, you know, there were games where Drew sat out. And it's like, I don't know. And, and I think one of the bad things is the shooting when Giannis is on the court. It seems to be still an issue where, like, I mean, I post the, the stats and videos sometimes where it's just when Giannis passes him the ball, for some reason they can't make shots. And I don't know if it's, a like, they're too stationary and, they need more flow of the offense and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know if that's an issue, but also that's kind of what they've known they need to do all along is just be stationary and wait for Giannis to pass him the ball and hit the shot. Like, it's not a new concept. Um, but that's kind of been something that we're, like, in terms of, you know, if we're thinking about, okay, things that, because we had the offensive problems, but I think those have subsided with Chris back. So I'm not you worried about that. You said that the whole time. I'm not, yeah, I'm not worried about that with long-term. You know, the defense has been really good all year. Um, the shot creation stuff has gotten better long term. We got Jay Crowder now, so that's not an issue with the the Grace Allen, you know, defense in the playoffs thing long term. Like all those long term problems are fixed. The one long term problem that I'm still a little bit worried about and nervous about going into any playoff series is like, are these guys just gonna miss a ton of shots that Giannis gets them? And again, it's weird because they'll they'll they've shot really well for a long time now, except you know, minus a few games, but for a long stretch, they shot really, really well. But plenty of those were in games Giannis didn't play. And again, when Giannis is on the court, it seems like they go down still. And it doesn't really make sense to me. But I don't know. Just something with the offense still, I don't know. There's times that the the shooting, I don't know if it's affected by just how they're running the offense. And, you know, it's just kind of give the ball to Giannis. He drives in, everyone collapses, and then he kicks out. I don't I don't know if guys are just not, they want to have more We should ask... Uh... Eric name, what's the three point shooting percentage of this team with Giannis on the floor and off the floor? I mean, I can see what that is. I found, I found that, so I I can easily find that, but I, I don't, I not right now, but, um, 
I saw that he's 30, they're 31% when he's the one passing them the ball, which is outrageous to me. Right. That's horrible. Because not only like, and I know Giannis isn't the absolute, like most precise passer, but he's making good enough. Like these aren't like terrible passes or anything. You're a shooter. Like these are NBA shooters. They shouldn't have to have the ball in like right here every single time to be able to make a decent amount of threes. Um, And the other thing is like, those shots are so open. It's not like, it's not like Giannis isn't, doesn't have insane gravity. Like you watch the game and you're just like, all right, Giannis drives in, boom, open shot, boom, open shot, boom, open shot, boom, open shot. And to shoot 31% on those open ones is just crazy to me. Like, I, I don't know it again. I don't understand it for any reason other than like, it's gotta be something with maybe the flow of the offense and they, it just doesn't help the guys. They're not really in rhythm. I don't know, but it's kind of a mystery. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, maybe it is a lot of standing around waiting. I mean, lose focus and so forth because you're not involved in the offense because we're all standing out with our hands on our hips watching Giannis play. I mean, I don't know. That could be part of it. I don't know. I, I think that's a crazy stat, though. I'm not seeing that. 31% when Giannis passes in the ball. That's, oof, that's not good. Uh, topic two, which players do you expect to play better in the second half of the season? I'll go first because I'm going to pick a guy that hasn't played. Jay Crowder. I, I think Jay Crowder is going to have himself a second half. I would, hope he, I would hope Jay Crowder plays better in the second half than he yeah. did in the first half. Hey, I'm taking the easy way out of this one. Uh, that's what I'm doing, Nathan. Leave me alone. This is the thing. I don't know if you had a chance to read uh, Eric Name's piece in The Athletic on Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder talking about how he's been training to the point of making himself puke on certain days to make sure he's in game shape, ready to come back and play in the league. That's what he's been doing with this whole time that he has not been playing in the NBA to the point where the trainer's like, dude, that's enough. You're done. Get out of here. Go home. That's enough. Because he wanted to make sure he was ready to play. And now you have Bunos are going, eh, five to 10 days. Let's see what kind of shape, NBA shape he's really in. You know, he's not going to play here in these two games before the All-Star break. And then we'll kind of see what it looks like after the All-Star break uh, when we have Jay Crowder back. But I think Crowder, you know, he talks about, you know, coming back. And first thing he did was take a drive around Milwaukee, go go drive by where he used to live and all of that stuff. Sometimes when you go home, it's not the same, right? And Crowder was really good at Marquette and was definitely a fan favorite. But as we've learned on Green and Growing Podcasts with Marquette fan, super fan are there too, Nathan Marzian, Marquette fans and Badger fans don't necessarily like the other team or all of that stuff. So this here is going to be Jay Crowder coming back and playing to a state full of fans more than just to Marquette fans. And I'll say 
Now, Jay Crowder on opposing teams, not exactly well liked by Bucks fans to begin with because of his style of play and how he goes about things. Um, and I saw a Crowder interview. Uh, the video was going around talking about how uh, how the Bucks were weak mentally um, and how the Heat kind of exposed that when when they went at Giannis and tried to break Giannis. And then once they kind of got in Giannis's head, they got in everybody else's head in the bubble. Um, and then when they came back and they saw him again uh, when he was with Phoenix, the different team. Like now they're mentally strong and you're not going to break this team and so forth. And he talks about the differences. Having that veteran leadership and knowing what it takes to win is going to be huge for this team. They know how to win. True Holiday knows. Middleton knows. Giannis knows. Right? These guys, majority of the team has been there and won a championship before, but it's still good having another vet that's been there to be able to add that defensive presence, to be able to have him and Portis on the floor together. Um, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch uh, and to see uh, what they can do and add that physical style of play even more so than what they are right now. Um, so for me, I, I think maybe I'll be wrong. I think Crowder's going to play out. I, I just, I think he's going to have a hell of a second half. I think he's going to have a hell of a hell of a playoffs and he's going to be that guy. We're talking about being that kind of X factor for this Bucks team before it's all over. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. And as you said, he's someone that brings that, you know, obviously veteran leadership and veteran like knowledge and the physicality and the way he plays. He's just a winning player. He's someone that like I have no doubts that you put him on my team and like he's going to make us better. There's no question, even if he can't shoot at all, like even if he sucks from three, I'll be like, he's still he's going to make us better. Like he's going to play really good defense. Again, the, the stuff he brings, I think, in practice and off the court will be very valuable to the team and it's just like he's gonna help us win a championship and he's always been that guy that he is kind of that x factor and he gets you you know he's he's consistently pretty like getting teams to the playoffs and like he's helping teams win he can't get over the hump i feel like because he's never had that star to get him there um you know he's played with some good like jimmy butler's good devin booker's good whatever but like Giannis is not those guys. Giannis is a different level than those guys. And it's like, I think the combination of him with this guy now is like, and these three guys is just a dangerous thing. And again, filling him, you know, putting him right in the perfect spot of, Hey, come in. And that's exactly what we need you to do. We have the scoring. We have everything else. You don't need to have a huge role, like or huge um, scoring load on your shoulders or anything like that. Just come in, be physical, get stops, you know, talk your crap, whatever let's go win a championship. Like I, it's just, it, it's a very, very exciting thing. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it as far as who I think will play better. My first answer is Giannis. I think we've started to see it is when this team's healthy, like his efficiency is going to go way up. He's going to, and he was, he's been really, really good, obviously. Like he's a top three MVP candidate. But again, if you look at some of the shooting numbers, the efficiency numbers, et cetera, it hasn't been his best season. It's actually been one of his worst of the past five years. Here you go. But, I got a stat right here. Uh, Giannis yeah. has scored 373 points in the Bucks' 10-game winning streak. That's the second most points during a 10-0 and zero stretch NBA history, trailing only Wilt Chamberlain, who had 416 as a rookie in 1959 and 1960. That, and that's Wilt, a pretty damn good stretch. And Wilt played 475 minutes in that stretch, and Giannis played 319. Look at Marzian. He doesn't even have that in front of him, folks. He had that off the top of his head. Yeah, this is stuff. That's why I call him super fed. Guy, guy, he knows everything. All right, go ahead. But yeah, he. I mean, he did that in 160 less minutes. I know it's like pace and stuff like that, but that's insane. Like the stuff he does in how few minutes. His efficiency has been back to like elite, elite levels over the last 10, 
you know, again, since they kind of been healthy, had the whole, mainly the whole squad back. And so I just expect him to, I would not be shocked at all if he wins MVP at this point. I really wouldn't. I think there is going to be some fatigue, voter fatigue for Jokic after, I mean, Jokic has been awesome, but I think after what we saw Embiid, you know, Embiid kind of, you know, I don't know, I guess not exposed him, but like he really killed him in that one matchup in the fourth quarter. A lot of people watch that game. And I think that's something that like, it brings his case down pretty significantly when you've already won two, there's people looking for a reason not to give it to you. And you kind of just gave him a reason, like go watch them play Embiid, Embiid beat him, you know, whatever. And I think if the Bucks do end up taking the one seed and Giannis kind of keeps up anywhere close to this level he's been at for the last 10 games, I could easily see him winning MVP. I could see him just, you know, having the best second half out of anyone. Um, and yeah, so I think Giannis definitely gets better. And I think Grayson Allen gets better. I, his, his role will be reduced most of the time, but I think we might like, I don't know, again, when, when Grayson's put into a smaller role, I think people might be like, Hey, you know, this guy's actually good in this role. This guy like, and, and there'll be more positive talk about him rather than a guy that we're, you know, relying on as our two guard. And, I'm like, glad it's Valentine's day. Cause this will be re- easy to remember you saying this so we can go back in. And play this back if if you're right when people are giving Grayson Allen compliments. We can go back and buy Valentine's Day 2023. Marzion called good things would be said about Grayson Allen later in the year. So I, think, I hope you're right. Yeah. And and maybe they don't. And maybe he's, he still isn't that good or whatever. But, and I, I'm not saying necessarily for the playoffs. I think in the playoffs, it just becomes like, okay, it's crowded. <laughs> what? He said, people say good things about him, but not at the playoffs. I'm not committing to the playoffs. We're not going to well, go. I don't know how much he's going to, I have no idea what he's going to do, like how much he's going to play in the playoffs. It might just be Jay Crowder's team at that point. But right. I do think that, again, taking a guy that really isn't supposed to be like a starting two guard playing 30 something minutes on a championship team, that if he's in that mold, okay, he looks kind of bad. But if you take him into a smaller mold and he's off the bench and he's like more of a, okay, just get hot from three a little bit, play 15 minutes, whatever. I think people might look at it and, and just in a brighter light, and he might be someone that we say, hey, his role, he, he's better suited for this role, and he's gotten better in that role. I'm very interested to see what this rotation is going to be. When you're playing eight or nine guys, like what is this going to look like? Who's playing where? You're talking about Ingles, Crowder, Carter, Portis. Is that the nine? Connaughton. So you're playing 10 in the playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'd go, I'd go, this team's deep enough. I'd go to 10. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm but, intrigued because normally you're talking playoff teams. Normally you're like wait, eight, so, maybe nine. And they can go, they can go a little bit. Deeper. Wait, wait, let's go through them again. So we got Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke, Crowder. We'll put for five. Grayson, six. And this isn't really in order. So Grayson, six. Joe Ingles, seven. Uh, Carter. Uh, Pat, Pat Connaughton, Javon Carter, Bobby Portis. Is that 10? Yeah, that's what you just counted. I'm trying to think of if there's anyone else I'm missing. There could be someone I'm missing. And Grayson might not be one. Like, again, Grayson. Oh, Wes Matthews. Won. He might be. I don't know. It, when they got Crowder, that's kind of just a better Wes Matthews. So I feel like Wes won't play a ton. But um, Grayson might not be one. Grayson's probably going to be more of like he's better than Bryn Forbes. But, again, more like a Bryn Forbes role in the playoffs where it's like put him in for a little bit and – if he's hot, keep him in, whatever. If he's not, okay, get out. And that's, again, the, the luxury they needed was we don't need to play this guy 25, 30 minutes when we don't have to. Like, now they have that luxury. They can take him out if he's playing bad. They have other guys to put over him. And 
did we did I say Ingles? Yeah, you did. Okay, I I had a moment. I'm like, wait a minute, did I? Did you I, had I, Crowder starting over Grayson? Well, I mean, you had yeah, Crowder I mean, in your starting five, and then you had Grayson and Ingles on the bench. I think he's in the closing lineup, and I think there's a chance where, like, honestly, there's a chance Wesley Matthews could be in closing lineups at times too. Like, if they realize, hey, you know, Drew, Wesley Matthews, Chris, Jay Crowder, Giannis, just can lock people up down the stretch. They might just go to it down the stretch in the playoffs. And like then he becomes kind of a player late. I don't know. There's definitely going to be more guys involved than I think, you know, maybe in the 2021 run and stuff like that just because – but people complain about not having depth and people complain about like we need more options and blah, 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 and you want backup plans and stuff like that. You kind of have it now. You have a little bit of backups for, you know, not, not, not just if guys get hurt, but if guys are struggling and, you know, you need other options, you have it. All right, there you go. So the topic number three, what do you want to see from the Bucks team as they get closer to the start of the playoffs? Meaning, what do you want to see improved between now and the start of the playoffs to convince you that, okay, this team is running just like we want. It's a fine oil tuned machine and we're ready to roll going into the playoffs. Where do you want to see them improve, Mr. Marzian? I just want to see, mainly I want to see that offensive rating continue to climb. It's still at like 21, which sounds really bad, but it was a little bit lower than that before. And it's it's over the last 10 games, I, I don't know exactly what they're at, but I think they're closer, like top 10-ish. Keep climbing that offensive rating and just like, because again, that's the thing that we all are like, have been waiting to change once we're healthy. Like we know the defense is still going to be really good. Um, it's just a matter of, okay, when Chris comes back and if we get Bobby back and whatever, and we have his scoring off the bench, is our offense going to look good enough? And are we going to have enough scoring, enough shooting, enough whatever, enough ball handling, et cetera? I think they will. And again, they're they're trending in the right direction when since they've gotten healthy. But just something that you want to make sure continues to get better and continues to be at at least a good enough level level to win a championship. Because um, we know the defense is going to be good enough. We know that for a fact. Like the, There's no way that this defense is not good enough to win a title. It's just a matter of, okay, is that is that offense – enough do they have enough kind of firepower um not only you know from chris and from drew and and from those guys but from the bench especially where it's like do they have guys coming off the bench that are hitting shots and able to give you something um and yeah and then of course just what crowder's adding is something i want to see is 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 he doing and again i don't know how he wouldn't but is he doing the job that we're asking him to do is he you know contributing the way we want him to contribute which again just basically means, okay, go guard one of the other team's best players for you know however many minutes, a, a good chunk of minutes, and be physical, and you know give them some fits. We saw Wesley Matthews kind of do it in that uh, Clippers game with like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Like I want to see that from from Jay pretty consistently, so that it's like, hey, this is what this guy does, right? And just get to a point where you're going into a series against Tatum and the Celtics, and you're like. I believe we have a guy that can handle Jason Tatum, you know, not necessarily completely stop him, but like we can hold him in check. Um, we saw the Warriors do it with Andrew Wiggins last year. Like this isn't to me, a guy like Giannis, you don't hold in check just because he's going to get to the line. He's going to get to the paint. He's too big for like anyone to guard. It's, it's impossible to really hold him in check. Like he's going to get his 30. I think a guy like Tatum, like as, as good as he is, and I do respect him, 
with and some of it is that play style. Like people crown or clown Giannis's play style of like he always is dunking and around the rim, but that's so much harder to stop than kind of preventing a guy from hitting outside shots and like force them into tough outside shots. Those are tougher shots to hit. You put a good wing on him with size and physicality. Like again, we saw it with Wiggins in the finals. It can really like make him play bad and it can really be something that changes a whole series. Um, so I just want to get to a point where we're like, we have that dude. We have a guy that we're confident in. So, yeah. For me, it's, I just want to see them healthy for two to three week stretch here before the start of the playoffs. That's all I want. I, I want them to be able to play together you now, six to 10 games together as a full unit, kind of get together of knowing what combinations are going to play on the floor together, kind of get an idea of what the rotation is going to look like together. The one thing I really am kind of fearful about is, I don't want it to be the second round of the playoffs and now everybody's healthy and playing together for the first time. And we're trying to learn team chemistry and learning how to play together uh, with Ingles and Crowder and Matthews and Allen and whoever, different combinations on the floor when Middleton is resting or Giannis is resting or whatever. I want this team to be healthy and to play together, like I said, for two to three weeks prior to the end of the season. So going into the playoffs, you have a good sense of who's playing with who, when certain guys are coming off the bench for the most part. Now, obviously, that can change in the course of a series, but can make changes to that. I get that. But just a, an idea of how we want to play together, that we're healthy. Because if you're not healthy, and you don't get healthy, like I said, until like the second round of the playoffs, and now Bud's like, okay, well, let's see if we can fit this guy in here that's never played with these guys before and fit this guy in here who's never played with these guys before. I think you're asking a lot when you get to the playoffs when the intensity level defensively is ratcheted up quite a bit and then trying to get guys to figure out how to play together. I think that's a tough that's a tough sell for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to get to a point where you're comfortable with that stuff. And I think, I mean, there's plenty of time. Like, I, I think sometimes people don't realize how much time that really is. Like, you, you have months before the playoffs start. And, you know, there's going to be time for this team to get healthy and really you're about two months out, out, right? About two months, yeah. mid-April? You're about two yeah. months. Yeah. And it's like, that's a, that's a lot of time. It, it It is around the corner, but that's still a lot of time to figure out, you know, okay, rotations and like who should be playing over who and what should be our game plan going into this series and blah, 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 blah. Plenty of time. And it's, it's obviously something you got to figure out. And, you know, it's part of the reason, like we wanted Chris to come back as soon as possible is, is to kind of see where we're at, you know, as quick as possible. Like you, you just wanted to have some time and, you know, unfortunately, you're not going to get a ton of time with that. And we didn't get a ton of time before the trade deadline for that to see, like, you know, is this offense good enough with Chris? But I think you got like 10 games. You got a decent chunk to be like, OK, we've won 10 games in a row or I was nine or eight at the time, whatever. But like you had enough time to kind of figure out where where you're at a little bit that, OK, I think we're just that that wing defender away. And now it's kind of like a matter of, okay, you know, again, similar to getting enough time before the trade deadline, it's going to be getting enough time before the playoffs to figure that stuff out and really be comfortable going in. Um, but I'm, I'm very excited. I just think that it's going to gel. Looking forward to Thursday, another Twitter poll by Nathan Marzian. Follow him on Twitter at Nathan Marzian. Also, we'll look ahead to NBA All-Star Weekend as we have dunk contestants and three-point contestants getting announced uh, earlier today. Uh, and look at uh, the different competitions of All-Star Weekend. Uh, one last thing here. I, I'm just kind of curious. Is there something in sports 
that you've never gotten a chance to experience that you want to check off at some point that's kind of on a bucket list per se for Nathan Marzian that you think would be kind of cool to go to or be a part of and you've not been able to do that to this point. I mean, you saw a championship run, so that whoop, cross that off and be a championship run. Probably too young for a Final Four run. That was before your time. So you're never going to be a part of that with Marquette. Uh, so what would it be for you? It could be anything, though. Like, it could be NBA Summer League, spring training baseball, training camp for the NFL or whatever. I don't know. Whatever it may be. Um, For sure. Now, I will take a Bucks championship run at, at, over anything, anytime. I don't care how many I've had. I don't care if it gets <laughs> – like, I, I'll still always take that. Sure. But, um, you know, things I haven't done – I would say Marquette final four for sure. Like going to a final four game or like getting to experience a, a final four run would be awesome. That's probably second. I mean, and is, is this like things I would be going to, or is it just, yeah. Any, okay. I mean, cause again, I want to see the Packers in Super Bowl. I don't know if I'd ever want to go to the game. I'd rather just watch it at home, honestly, but so it's not, that, worth, it's not worth the money. Yeah. That one I might not count as like anything I'd want to do. I always have wanted to see Madison square garden. That's and awesome. I've done that. Yeah, that's one. Like, regardless, I just want to see one of my teams play there, preferably. But, like, you know, I don't care if it's regular season, playoffs, whatever. I just want to right. see a game at Madison Square Garden. Could be Marquette in the, you know, Big East tournament, whatever it is. Um, I think that, I, I don't know. I don't have Nathan a Nathan Marzian, I have a bucket list item I want you to do. What? So, you're not a big baseball guy or whatever else. So, spring training is not a big deal to you. And I understand that. But if you're a baseball fan listening to this podcast, I'm telling you folks, do spring training in Arizona. It's unbelievable. Florida, it's way too far. It drives between stadiums. Arizona, you could see four or five different games over two or three days. Everything's within like 20 to 30 minutes of each other. Um, it's awesome. <clears throat> but for Nathan Marzian, I want you to promise me, how old are you? 20 what? 22. 22. By the time you're 30, that's a long time. By the time you're 30, I want you and your crew of characters that you drive all over with. I want you all to go experience an NBA summer league. I want you to go to Vegas and experience sitting in the stands and having NBA GMs and scouts sitting all around you talking about all kinds of different stuff involving the league as you're just sitting there watching whatever game, the experience of going between two gyms, right? Two arenas. And watching games just all day long. And they got a bar in the middle. They have a concession stand in the middle between these two arenas in Vegas. It is awesome. Then going out at night when it's all done and having all these NBA players in the casinos and everything else. Because you got vets that show up just to watch. And then they go party out at night and that whole deal. Or having guys that are playing in NBA Summer League coming up and sitting down next. And you're like, dude, I saw that dude play at Texas. Man, he's sitting right next to me. What the hell? It is. I'm telling you. It is awesome. I've went several times. It is such a fun, unique experience that you don't get in any other sport outside of this. And the fact that it's Vegas makes it all the more better, obviously, at the end of the day. That's my bucket list for Nathan Marzian, uh, Bucks super fan. And you and your boys would have a blast. Have you been to Vegas yet? No, we're. I was gonna say. So we we are planning on going to Vegas sometime soon, but we didn't. There's no specific plans, no specific dates. But this would be a good thing to go around. Okay, so I'll give you. I'll give you more insight. NBA Summer League is what end of July, early August, somewhere in that area, wherever, whenever yeah. it is. You're gonna get hotel room rates way cheaper. 
because it's the dead of summer and people hate going to Vegas in the dead of summer because it's like 125 degrees during the day. Um, so you're going to get, you'll be able to get great hotel room discount rates. If you go in the fall, you're going to pay through the nose because everybody wants to be there for NFL season and betting in the sports books and everything else. Not a lot of people bet baseball, I don't think, out in Vegas. Um, so from that aspect, uh, that's cool too. So yeah, that, there, there you go. That, that would be my suggestion. I'm telling you, you would absolutely, absolutely love it. No question. Nathan Marzian uh, and Sparky. Check us out on Twitter at Nathan Marzian at Sparky Radio. Green and growing. We'll be back at it again on Thursday. And of course, don't forget every Wednesday now going forward, Ken Barkley, you better, you bet. Part of the BetQL Radio Network. Him and Nick Hostos do a great job. We'll have some NBA gambling for you. Uh, each Wednesday afternoon, I'll post that uh, after I do the interview in the morning with Ken Barkley. And uh, if you're a gambling man, uh, you should like that as well. Have a good one. Toodles.